Welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan radio show with your host Kim Ward and Garth Sandiford. Hosts that go past the biographies of individuals to bring you the real stories behind the greatest minds and most inspiring people. Join us as we put our guests into the spotlight to reveal the greatness that has brought them success. Chatting in Manhattan. The story starts where the biography ends. So, put your hands together and be inspired with the Chatting in Manhattan radio show. Welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan show. I'm your host, Kim Ward. And I'm Garth Sandiford. Today we welcome author of the book, Rising from the Ashes, Billy J. Brown II. Billy, welcome to the Chatting in Manhattan show. Great. Thank you, Kim, for having me on the show. Great. You know, look, at two years old, you were in a horrific accident that almost took your life. But in a strange twist, that accident set the path for your life. So I wish you could start by sharing a little bit about what happened that day. Absolutely. We were traveling as a family. It was Fourth of July weekend. There were seven of us in the car, my parents, my aunt and uncle, myself, my cousin, and my sister. Uh, the kids, we were asleep in the back traveling in an 18-wheeler. Uh, was behind us. The driver had fell asleep. He had been driving for a couple of days without sleeping. And he ran into the back of the car, which was a station wagon, and flipped the car over upside down in a ditch and caught the car on fire. Um, myself and my cousin was trapped in the back, and we both suffered burns as a result of it. I have burned 65% of my body, third degree, at the, just at the age of two. Huh. Now, I know that you were two years old, so at the time you probably don't have any memories of that. How old were you when it actually set in how different your appearance was and how you were going to have to adapt to that and make a life for yourself? Well, you know, Kim, I, I shared that this morning. I spoke at a local Rotary Club, and I was just about two weeks shy of being three, and I, I remember a few segments from the being put into the helicopter, but I do remember vividly. Uh, at that young age, having to learn how to eat differently because I couldn't use my hands. I had to actually use my feet. I didn't want anybody feeding me. I was very determined, very, very stubborn child. And my mom has pictures of me feeding myself uh, using a fork and a spoon with my feet. And I believe that set me up for success later in life. I'm not kind of dependent on someone else. But saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. My mom was very young. She was 18 at the age uh, at that time. So she had to grow up really quick overnight. Hmm. So how would you say that this, this incident has transformed and changed your life, Billy? Well, so many of us in our life, we all have fires that come in our lives, whether it be personal, financial, relationship-driven. And you know, growing up, it was tough. Uh, people picked on me. People kind of treated me different. But my mom told me something at the age of 12 that truly changed my life. She said, Billy, people will treat you how you treat yourself. The way you show up, if you feel sad, depressed, that's the way people are going to treat you. But if you show up and you fully own yourself, you love yourself, then people are going to accept you for that. So I started just getting out there and being the best that I could be. I, I played sports as a, as a young kid, football and soccer. Even when people told me that I probably couldn't do it, I did it anyway. And it mm -hmm. just set me up to realize that I owned my future, not anybody else. And that, that, that's an interesting realization because, you know, once you understand that about yourself, anything is possible. Oh, absolutely. So, so many people 
think that their past equals their future, and it does. You know, what I mm. did, I chose to learn from it and to use that to make big stuff. Hmm. Excellent. You, you know, my cousins, I had three cousins, and they were all three burnt as children. They climbed on top of each other and knocked over a boiling pot of soup. And my youngest cousin was burnt the most severe. Uh, his body is really scarred up. And for a long time, he wouldn't even take his shirt off um, to go swimming or anything. And then one day, he just decided to own it, like you said. And, you know, it's just amazing when you stop looking at yourself as different. Everybody else does. Well, it does. You know, everybody looks at you first to see how you're reacting to yourself because if you look in the, in the mirror, your biggest opponent is you. And so many times, you know, we're insecure. Uh, on my left hand, I have no fingers. And on my right hand, I only have really three and a half fingers. And, but when I'm speaking, I use my hands. I, I don't walk around with my hands in my pocket because people see you owning yourself and they treat you with respect. And I've had several people to come up, you know, I, I really respect the fact that you own who you are. And people want to see people that are transparent and real, not people that are hiding and uh, feeling insecure or, or maybe not fully owning themselves. Nobody wants to be around someone who's weak. So to own yourself, like you said, just as your cousin taking his shirt off and owning who the fact he is, that definitely has a chain effect on everybody around you know, something interesting about that is my cousin, um, and this was probably just even 10 years ago, um, so in his late 30s discovered this, but um, if you ask him today, he'll say he considers himself truly lucky and blessed. And, like, looking back at that accident and all his scarring and all the surgeries, it really gave him a full understanding of who he was because we are who we are internally, not externally, and he has the rare opportunity to discover that because he doesn't care at all about the external because it, it is so scarred up. And because of that, he says he understands himself in life better than most, and it's actually a blessing. Would you agree to that? Oh, absolutely. Things happen to everybody in life, and I see it as the fact that you're being prepared for something great, no matter what you're going through. It's kind of like a diamond being produced. A diamond comes about of being under an enormous amount of pressure. And if I had to go back to the age of two and do it all over again, I'd do it again because I've been able to help, you know, tens of thousands of people with my story just this morning. I was interacting with 75 individuals. And when I left there, I know I made an impact. So what God has, some people would see a curse. I see it as a blessing. God's given me the ability to go out and help others. I coach literally football and soccer and to be able to pour into these kids and to show these kids, hey, if I can do it, you can do it, then I would live this life 100 times over. Fantastic. So, uh, Billy, what would be the top three things that you would want people to know or to do or to be? You you can pick how you want to answer the question. Absolutely. Great question. You know, so many people think about, well, how do I get to a better place in my life? And, you know, number one is passion. You've got to have passion about what you do. If you're working a job today, would you show up tomorrow if they didn't give you a paycheck? That's a good question. Would you, in a relationship you're in, why are you in that relationship? Is it making you a better person? And that's all about being passionate. You know, so many people do things for one or two reasons, pain or pleasure. So do you show up for work because of the pain? of not being able to pay your bills, so you got to have a check, or do you show up for the pleasure part because you truly enjoy what you do? And, you know, number two is purpose. You know, what is your purpose? Are you living your life's purpose? Because 
we're never guaranteed tomorrow. We only have one life to live. And you know, on, on your headstone, you've got your date of birth, you've got the dash and the day you die. And that little dash is probably the smallest thing on the headstone, but it's the most important. That is your legacy. That is the footprint that you leave on this earth. And the only way to do that is this purpose. So as you do passion number one, and number two, your purpose, number three, are you making a difference? Are you better today than you were yesterday? Whoever you come in contact with, whether it be somebody at a coffee shop, a gas station, a restaurant, everybody you interact with, you leave them better than you found them. So many times I've seen people, they, they run in Starbucks, they get their coffee, they're on their phone, they're texting, they're on their computers, they don't care two-tenths about the baristas behind the counter, but I constantly make it a point to slow down and interact with each individual, whether they're speaking to me or not, I speak to them, and I look at their name tag and I say, John, how are you doing today? And, you know, for people to come back six months, a year later, and you see them at a different point in their life, you never know when that interaction with you made a difference. So one is passion, two is your purpose, and three, are you making a difference? All right, what is it inside you that makes you so compelled to care so much about mankind? And the second part of that question is, do you have a spiritual side? Yes, I, I do have a spiritual side, and I truly let God lead me. I believe in a scripture that God's went before me. He's already laid the path. So many times people have opportunities, and they have a purpose, but they're not willing to do it. Uh, it's easy to go get a job. It's easy to go through day to day, but I was willing to give up years ago and do without so that I could hone my skills and become what I felt God had destined me to be. And that was to be a, a coach, a, a motivator, an author. And I took that challenge. And every day I wake up and I just have this fire on the inside of, you know, who can I help? Because there, there's one parable. God only gave one commandment or Jesus only gave one commandment in the Bible. And that was to love. So I wake up every day and say, who can I love unconditionally? Who can I make a difference? You know, when I was at that event this morning, you know, of course I was selling some books. It's a great event, but there's two waiters there that were totally engaged the whole time I was doing the event. And I walked over to them after the event and spent some time with them and gave them both a book. You know, how many of 75 people nobody else interacted with? So the fire in me is if I can help one person, then I've done my job. And as far as your book, um, what is it that you hope readers would take away at, from reading the book? Well, at the end, the, the takeaway from that is that they believe that they can make a difference, that it's not up to our government, it's not up to the local churches, it's not up to the big main theory or, or God returning to solve everything, but they can make a difference. How do we change this world? One person at a time. Zig Ziglar said, help enough people get what they want you'll automatically get what you want. And Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. So the takeaway is that people want to be the change and they want to make a difference. And and for you know the benefit of our listeners, uh, can you tell us what the title of your book is? Yes, the title of my book is Rising from the Ashes. They can find that book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or they can go straight to my website at billyjbrown.com. And it's a book. At the end of every book, I have a challenge that they take that book and they give it away to somebody else because I truly want that book in as many hands as they can get it in. And it's not about the money. It's about the story. It's about the knowledge that they're going to get and the fire that they're going to get on the inside. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if if somebody reads your book and it stirs something inside them and they have a question for you, is it possible for them to connect with you, um, share what 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 moved them about the book or ask you questions? Absolutely. They can contact me directly uh, via my email. It's inspireuproductions at gmail.com. Or they can contact me from the website. They can send me a message. I respond personally to all my messages. They can send me their phone number. Or they can find me on Facebook. That's Billy J. Brown 2, the Roman numeral 2. I'd be glad to connect with them on Facebook, and I'll answer any questions. Uh, if somebody wants to share their story with me, I'm always looking for testimonies uh, of what they've been through in their life, and I'm open book to anybody that needs that. That's excellent. Now, you obviously have chosen a life of philanthropy. You're there to help others, and you live your life in that way. Is there somebody in your life who has been a rock for you, who has been there for you, who has helped shape or mold you to be this amazing person that you have become? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm a true believer that iron sharpens iron, and it all started out, and the book talks about my journey with Tony Robbins, how I went to just Tony Robbins event. I was a physical point in my life after Hurricane Katrina of losing everything, and from that event, I came out with a passion, with a desire, and from that, along with my spiritual walk in my life, I've been married now, this will be 14 years this year, we've been together over 15 years, and you know, I posted some this morning, you know, to, to have a woman with vision, to have a woman that truly supports you, and they see the vision before it comes about. That's just a blessing to have that. So the rock that I have in my life right now is my wife, Melanie. <clears throat> Fantastic. So what's next for you, uh, Billy? What what are you going to be up to in these coming months and, and, and the remainder of this year? Well, we've got a couple projects that are actually at the press now. I just co-authored a book uh, with 33 other authors called Essential Wisdom. Uh, It talks about anything from religion to passion to money to love, relationships. A lot of people that I've met through the years, and Tony Robbins are co-authors in this book, so that's in the works of being published. And there's also a book that I have coming out that's a success guide for teens. That'll be out here in the next few months. So a lot of good things working from the writer side and then speaking. I'm just increasing my speaking business, getting in front of more people. Uh, I have three events next week at the local schools just mm-hmm. to empower kids to be the next leaders. Okay. So so you would say that your your ultimate focus is to help kids or or, or just anyone in general? Anyone in general. I speak to kids, young adults, business owners. You know, everybody needs motivation. So I just, I really have a passion in the local community. I go and volunteer to speak at the schools because kids are in a world that we didn't grow up in. You know, so much is going on and so many distractions. And I talk about how they can be the difference, how they can be great leaders. So I do that just from a volunteer standpoint. But anybody that needs help, I tell everybody, age doesn't discriminate on motivation. That's great. That's a great statement. That is. So um, speaking of your speaking, I would like to ask you a question. Let's say you're at an event and you're speaking and you go out into the hallway and you hear a group of people speaking about what they just heard you say. What would you take as the highest compliment for them to say about you? Well, the highest compliment that I could ever have is, that I truly 
needed this today. I had a guy tell me that this morning. He said, Billy, I needed this talk that you just gave. He said, I was at a point in my life to where I've, I've been struggling. And he said, I'm leaving here a new person. And that's better than any amount of book sales, better than a pat on the back. When somebody leaves better than they walked in the door and they tell you that, then I've done my job. Amen to that. The book is Rising from the Ashes. The author is Billy J. Brown II. He is a speaker. He is a motivator. He's willing to connect with you anytime, so please go look him up. And thank you so much, Billy, for being on Chatting in Manhattan Show. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. You have been listening to the Chatting in Manhattan Show with your hosts, Kim Ward and Gar Sandiford. Until next time, visit ChattingInManhattan.com for more great stories with us.